For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Thursday the 13th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here and our man Shad Wicker is back. You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I was I was down and out yesterday, a bit crook, but uh, I'm back on deck. Although, after last night's State of Origin, it would have been nice to have been crook for another day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is crook is, um, I don't think the NRL have been able to get their halftime or pre-game entertainment right since the 80s. Yeah, well, it's probably because they're still trying to book acts that sound like bands from the 80s, I reckon. It might be part That's of it. That's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 60-60 was, did not go down well last night. Um, there's lots of complaints about it online saying it put everyone to sleep. <laughs> there's, there's lots of great Aussie acts. Why aren't we wheeling them out? Yeah, I think nothing against uh, 6-60, but I, I agree with the same thing about why, why aren't we wheeling out some Aussie kind of acts uh, for one of the great stages. I was thinking that 1-4 would have been a great selection yeah, I love for one the four. halftime entertainment. They're from Mount Druitt, yep. you know, they're a Sydney-based band, so why not get a like, – Western Sydney where the bloody stadium's near. Um, why not get a, a band or a, a hip-hop act from your local area to be your halftime performance? I mean, geez, every event in Brisbane seems to have Shepherd on it, <laughs> especially during the COVID lockdown, but – it is a bit of a challenge, I think, with NRL that they don't seem to nail the uh, pre and po- and halftime um, performance uh, quite well. I remember one ma- Magic Round they did pretty well when they had like a stage up in the corner. They didn't do it for the last one, probably because it cost too much, but they had like a rotating lineup of of acts. Yep, and it was just kind of like a concert thing in between the changeover of. Of games, yeah. and that was pretty exciting. That was wasn't that at the grand final last year? But they were all old people. There were still old bands that sound like they're from the eighties or are from the eighties. Oh no, the Magic Round was like they had um, like DJs and stuff. Oh right, okay. Like okay. Uh, like the like, but it still wasn't like you know it was like the Timmy Timmy trumpet types and stuff. But it was like it was an atmosphere. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like we're making this hyped moment that they'd have the lights going off while people were going to get feeds and drinks and stuff. There was kind of a, a really cool vibe. But, yeah, the, the halftime performance is a bit strange. I mean, as a Queensland fan, the, the whole performance of the game was a little bit strange as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into that. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll also be chatting some golf, some tennis, some UFC and more after this. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use, and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Hello, everyone. H.C. Nelson here. And guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look at this dream come true. That's not right. It's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. 
Okay, so last night New South Wales won game three in the origin. I'm guessing you're not very happy, Shad. Oh, look, you know, the boys still retain the shield. It would have been nice to get the first clean sweep in 13 years, but there's a reason they're so hard to get, mate. Even the greatest origin team uh, ever assembled only got one of them in their eight straight or 11 from 12 uh, campaigns. So, unfortunately, this team wasn't able to do it. It, it. Queensland kind of looked out of sorts early. I felt there was like, you know, drop balls, the, the attacking players just didn't look quite right. And then what what New South Wales wasn't able to do in the first two games, they were able to do in this one, which I think is a bit of a commentary on how the halves were working with their back line because yeah. Cody Walker and uh, Moses, it was kind of telling that how they were going to play, which was the right way, which was attacking the line. Like Moses' first three touches of the ball, I think, were hit-ups. Like he just took on the line of Queensland, which makes him have to guess. And uh, Cody Walker was just coming up on that right edge and carving us apart. Got the Foxes try. Well, Fox also did a great chip and chase and got the rest of that try. But, you know, that that was the kind of story of the game. Uh, New South Wales turned up to play. You know, there's no such thing as dead rubbers, players tell you. There's no such thing as dead rubbers in origin. Everyone wants to turn up and no one wants to see a clean sweep. And New South Wales... Came out there. I think Billy Slater summed it up pretty well when he did a post-game interview and he said, look, uh, he was like, my old coach in Melbourne said that you you get what you deserve. And he was like, you know, today we got what we deserved. New South Wales wanted it more and they deserved the win. He goes, but, in all, but uh, overall in the series, he's like, I still think we deserve the series. So, What about this talk about the conspiracy that Billy Slater told the boys not to win so they could keep Brad Fittler as the... New South Wales coach. Yeah, man, I love this theory. <laughs> Put my uh, tinfoil hat on. I'm down. Like, I love the idea. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that too. I think aliens have abducted uh, half of those coaching staff as well. Why not? You think there's some <laughs> yeah, reptilians I mean, in the NRL administration, do you? For sure. There's a few shapeshifters. I know that much <laughs> uh, at the <laughs> moment with their negotiations with the RLPA. But um yeah, I, like, I don't think I think the big difference here, I don't think anyone in Queensland cares who coaches New South Wales. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're very it's very much and you hear it all the time, it's a it's an in-camp attitude. It's what we do. Slater says it all the time. He's like we don't worry about who they're selecting necessarily. We're not sitting here waiting. It's it's we worry about what we can do and how we do our job and I think that cha- stays the same. Do I, as a fan, think that it would be great to see Fittler back again and see what happens with his bench decisions? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, he did just beat us by a 13-plus in the Game 3 rubber. Uh, so it's not like he... And he did win two uh, State of Origins back-to-back. You know what I mean? Like, we sit here and we complain about how poorly he's gone this series and there's a lot of confusing decisions that he made. But I also sit there and think, who's sitting there waiting in the wings to take over from Freddie Fittler? There was another rumour because of a photo of the booth that saw Ivan Cleary sitting behind him in the booth. Oh. And there was a theory going, well, New South Wales love this uh, Panthers situation, but I think that has happened too much over the last few years. It would see Ivan Cleary take over the coaching reins uh, after Freddie Fittler. But who knows? Stranger things have happened this series. It could only get weirder next series. Hey, have you had a look at this? Uh, there's a bit of biffo between Phil Gould and Phil Rothfield, the Battle of mm. the Phils. Big Daddy Phils. Yeah, yeah, the claims that uh, the Bulldogs were preparing to lure Tino Fa'asua Malawi. Fa'asua Malawi. So what, what <laughs> I, it got me thinking about is, you know, there's claims that clubs are 
giving benefits and this sort of thing. And whenever you speak with the, or we'll see the older rugby league players in interviews behind the scenes, the conversation of, of um, oh, did you ever see any paper bags being handed out always comes up. Hmm. So is it just an urban myth or is it a real thing? I've been told straight up and down by like Wally Lewis that it, these things have happened. Right. Oh, okay. So like back in the air, but that was back in like the, you know, the, the 90s and 80s and stuff when there was kind of like the two merger situations happened. There was a lot of that going on, you know, when the New South Wales RL expanded to have Brisbane in there and when they were trying to take a lot of Queensland players and then when the Super League era came in and they were trying to convince a lot of players, there was a lot of money getting thrown around in weird ways. I mean, there's the old window story that one player climbing out of the window so that the media couldn't see him or whatever in this meeting. I'd have to try and look up the story. But I think in the modern era, the paper bag's gone. It's more creative financials that's the way to go. I mean, I I hate bringing up the storm all the time because they always get the, the stick for being the ones that did it. They're the ones that got caught doing it, really. Um, like teams since the Storm have been caught with, I think, more more, more money uh, being moved around than then and just get, you know, fines and stuff. But the the thing with the Bulldogs is I think it's the shady act, uh, act of, well, how much is shares in a pub worth? <laughs> Depends on the, when you're on going, the size of the pub and how many poking machines they have, right? And, they're, and well, they're Laundy's pubs. So they're pretty big pubs around New South Wales. So, so it's kind of like, how do you quantify what a share in like a share investment is um, onto the salary cap? I think is one of the issues, and it kind of blurs the lines of third party. I think that it's you're going to have to let smaller clubs get creative with how they fund a lot of players because, you know, sorry fans of these teams, but it's hard to imagine big names. Wanted to go to a Dragons, a Tigers, or a Bulldogs. So, who's going to win this Biffo then? Team Gould or Team Rothfield? Oh, look, I don't think the payment will go through because of how the NRL reacts to this kind of stuff. But uh, but I reckon something's going to happen soon with how the cap's used in order to make it easier for shitty teams to get players again because the flexibility that's become under the, the cap and, the, and the, the quality of players in certain pay brackets are meaning some teams are really falling off the mark. Okay, uh, let's have a look at the golf. Uh, the golf. The Australia's golf. very own Minwoo Lee. He's done well for himself. He's won mm-hmm. more than $3 million playing golf and he's got himself a bit of a following for wearing his rash vest looking t-shirt yeah yeah he looks like he's from the surf pro uh, it's apparently it's called a, a mock neck a mock neck yeah yeah so you know how um turtlenecks are in it's like a semi turtleneck uh mullets are also in and shad i was thinking this summer you could be wearing a mullet and a mock a neck. mullet and a mock neck far out yeah. i'm looking at a photo of, of the shirt i'm not gonna lie like i mean if you've got the rig for it it looks pretty good <laughs> i reckon he looks great so maybe he is onto something. If he was carrying a surfboard, he'd look. That's great. the thing that it, it really does look like he's supposed to be at Bell's Beach or something. Not like mm. you know the the sand of the of the pits isn't exactly the one he's supposed to be walking out to. But but man, you know what I mean? It's about time. You know, and Aussie's out there shaking up the style of golf. Let's get around it. I always like to talk about how far away from the beach are you allowed to just be uh, wearing your speedos. And a towel. Oh, that's like, a good actually. That is a good question. Yeah. So how far? And I believe, I believe, if there's shops across the road, mm-hmm. it's okay. But any further than that, disallowed. Yeah, I think you can't be. You're only allowed to be so from the beach. The distance from, yeah, the, from beach the beach to 
So the distance from the beach Shops across the road In the milk bar With a yeah, towel Yeah Like shops across the road Means it has to be like A fish and chip shop Or like a tuck shop yeah. style Like it Yeah milk yeah, bar It whatever. can't be yeah. like There's a hairdresser's And a Woolies Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in it's, the Woolies yeah, In this video It's gotta it's, be it's, like It's, it's right. gotta be like Yeah Like fish and chips They do a works burger Type scenario Is it the same for the Rash Fest? Is it the same for the Rash Fest? Well I don't know though Because I think It's also radi- Like Rash Fest Also gives you a radius From a pool uh, okay. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I don't, yeah. I don't allow speedos leaving the vicinity of a pool. If you wore speedos at the pool, put your pants back on before you leave. Beach, yeah. beach, I'll okay. allow you, LA to leave. Okay, so me, we're giving Min Woo Lee the pass on his t-shirt. Yeah, then. I think he's all right with the rash vest. Uh, he's okay out there, but there's sand. See, that's the iffy part. <laughs> There's sand on the golf course. So, you know, maybe he's just, he's found it. <laughs> oh, so he's allowed a speedo. <laughs> he's allowed a speedo if he really wants. <laughs> you beauty. Minwoo Lee, he needs to be sponsored by a speedo. Mate, that would shake it up. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a sec talking tennis and UFC. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Have you been watching... The Wimbledon still shut? Yeah, mate. It's getting to the uh, pointy end, isn't it, now? You know, we're starting oh, it to sure is. Uh, every single game's a big-name game now. Yeah, exactly. You, the, the the sweet stories of people breaking through have now disappeared. Yeah, they sure. Um, you know what I mean? Sissipas has lost, as we all predicted, um, which was great, against Eubanks, which was pretty awesome, a five-setter. But then Eubanks has now lost, and now we're in the position we knew we would always arrive at, the number one and number two seed leading their sides. Medvedev taking on uh, Alcaraz is going to be exciting. Sinner v Djokovic will be pretty interesting as well, I reckon, uh, on the men's draw. So mm. it looks... Look, I don't want to predict it because Alcaraz is young, um, but... Uh, oh, it's a Djokovic-Alcaraz final. Djokovic wins. Well, he's, he's, he's won against him last time on the clay. Yeah, but this is grass. Yeah. Hasn't lost a game in over 10 years. Yeah, I know. It's just, I feel, I just really Oh, like you think it's Alcaraz. his time? You think it's his time? I don't know, you maybe. Think, what a story. If Alcaraz does win that's the an final arrival. this year. That's an arrival. No, but that's a story. Like, that's an amazing story. Yeah, that's huge. That's, that's David and Goliath, in my opinion, and it's which a, is awesome. And it, 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 it's like, you know, when you look at Djokovic's run this year, isn't he? Yeah, he's won every... If he wins Wimbledon, that's three from three. Yep. He then chases the Grand Slam, which is all of the calendar slam, which is all of them in one year, which hasn't been done since Rod Laver. Right. So, um, you know, Djokovic is chasing another level of greatness. Alcaraz is chasing, you know, to keep his number one spot in the world because that's what's on the line. Mm. If they both get into the final, um, yeah, there's a lot at play here in this Wimbledon final. And the last time they caught up, Alcaraz's conditioning is what robbed him. He got cramps and just ended up the match ended up being essentially a walkover. So you know, a redemption story. You're right; it'd be a huge story. But he has to get through Medvedev, who's been playing some decent tennis. As yeah, well. that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. What about the women's? Uh, Sabalenka slammed keys last night, and your favorite. Rybacnia or Rybakina uh, lost, lost to Ons Jabir. 
Yeah, I was a bit devastated about that because that would have been us facing uh, an opportunity for a, uh, a you know another top seed final in the women's draw. But what generally happens in the women's draw, which what keeps it so exciting, is you know there's a lot of unseeded players still floating about. Like yeah. on one side of the semi final, we've got two unseeded. And on the other side, we've got the sixth seed versus the second seed with Yeber versus uh, Sabalenka. So, you know, I think it's... I, I, you, I think you said it, didn't you, at the beginning of Wimbledon that Sabalenka would be a hot contender? I can't was remember. You? Or were uh, you trying to tell me some old duck coming back was going to be interesting? Mate, I don't think she's <laughs> even playing, but I reckon Spitalina is is just powering through. Yeah, it's a shame that Iga's been knocked out, and, and but it was also a shocker as well. But Spitalina is a pretty class player, former world number three. But reaching the semi-final in Wimbledon, this is the furthest she's ever reached in the tournament, and it's actually the furthest she's gotten in a Grand Slam tournament ever. Oh, so, right. So... Um, this would be uh, pretty exciting for her. She's kind of hit the semifinals in Wimbledon once, uh, twice, but uh, once before she's hit the semis in the US quarters before that. So if she makes a final, it'll be her first one she's ever made, which is pretty exciting. And she's currently ranked, if you want to know, seventy sixth in the world. Interesting. Well, I reckon it's hers. I've just mm. uh, the vibe. The vibe is Fidelina for me. You like momentum. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look at fighting world heavyweight champion Tyson Fury's booked in a fight with. Monster mixed martial arts star Francis Nagano in a boxing contest. Yeah, isn't Saudi Arabia just loving picking up a lot of these big major events at the moment? <laughs> Money talks, doesn't it? This, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued about this fight because there's a bit of. I was reading a bit about it uh, just the other day about the potential of what's on the line. So obviously the world title's not on the line. The the Fury has, but his undefeated record could be. Um, the rules of the fight are apparently all going to be under professional boxing rules, so it's not going to be a weird exhibition one where it's like, you know, 30-second you know, rounds or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? One of those crazy things. Um, and it'll be interesting. I mean, you got to go, Francis Nagano's got a heavy punch on him. Vicious, vicious punches. So this would be an exciting contest there. I know I'll be watching it. I'm intrigued to see what happens in this fight. I, but I'm also like... I don't know. It's like Tyson Fury has proved so much that it's hard for me to ever back against him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like no matter how weird it looks yeah. or off tilt, the physiques look against yeah, each yeah. other. He always comes through, doesn't he? Yeah. So I just refuse to go against Tyson Fury in this bout. And, you know, boxing's a sweet science. And his defensive style is also, you know, something that's quite amazing. So, but it'll be interesting be to see two, absolutely, of the, two absolutely. of the big dogs. Yeah. Speaking of two big dogs, there's another two that are going to be fighting soon. <laughs> Do you reckon they'll actually fight? Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Zuckerberg has just been seen training with the incredible Volk and Adesanya and they've posted up a, yeah. a photo. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's looking very lean and ready for a fight. Mate, Zuckerberg is chiseled, dude. Yeah, I know. He's, he's chiseled. He's got a rig but, on him. Um, Elon Musk also has been training with George St. Pierre and I don't know if he was paid to say it, but George St. Pierre was like, yeah, Elon doesn't look great, but he, he's actually a seriously strong guy. Yeah, but one of my question is, is how heavy is Elon Musk? Because how well, are they going to fight when you, at a reasonable When you Google rate? it, he's, he's at least 200 pounds. Yeah, I just feel like it's like it's disadvantage if they're heavier, dude, I feel. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Absolutely, but, but Zuckerberg's acting like he's going to take him. And he, so it's basically a 95 kilos versus 70 kilos. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because it's like you've got in his training camp there with the photo, he's got the best pound for pound, newly crowned, re-crowned, best pound for pound 
fighter in the uh, UFC, in the world, in Volkanovski, who is the featherweight champion. And then he's got, you know, Adesanya, the uh, middleweight champion, there training him up. And then in the opposite camp is one of the great UFC grapplers of all time in George St. Pierre. So. Yeah, but the thing is, that doesn't mean shit. It just means they're the people they pay to have a photo opportunity with. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either but. because Elon even weighed in with his mum saying saying that he's not allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of spectacles and fighting, uh, apparently, um, so you know Shane Lee is one of two people that holds the key to Wollongong? Really? Yeah, yeah. And the other one is Wayne Gardner. Okay. So apparently Wollongong Mayor Gordon Bradbury is not keen to honour um, Alex Volkanovsky, who's also from Wollongong, yeah. because he doesn't want to be promoting violence what a in flog. Wollongong. I think that it's um, a, like a weird classist thing. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, we're, we're, we're too good for UFC. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 I think it's, yeah. I, just, I saw that story and I was like, what an absolute flog. To, I, I understand the concept, I guess, that you're trying to make out that... Oh, we don't want to promote violence, but it, but at the same, it's like it's a sport. It's it's something that he worked his ass off to work his way up to. He's the best in the world at what he does, mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of it's kind of grandstanding. If I'm being honest, I th- yeah, it makes it, you look like a bit of a tool. It's a weird righteous thing. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, um, which is such a shame. I mean, I don't think Volk cares. It's pretty funny that I think it's is it Shell Harbour, the not. the suburb over. He's got the keys to there. <laughs> Does he? Yes. And he used to play footy there as well. Like, he's a born and bred. He, you know, he yeah, goes he, back there. It's he pretty played crazy for the Warilla Gorillas. The Warilla Gorillas. Yeah. Anyway, bit of a shame, that. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, Cell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hello everyone, H.C. Nelson here, and guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look at this dream come true. That's not right, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.